Welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio with Linda Prater. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Each week with intriguing guests and topics, we'll bring you fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging a shift to new, healthier perspectives. Wise Health for Women Radio, helping women thrive. And now here's your host, Linda Prater. Good morning. We are very happy that you have joined us today. We have a really fun and interesting guest today. Someone I found through a Facebook post and we started corresponding because Christy hit every one of the, I'll call it, points that I can remember and still do respond to. And I laughed because it fits this show so beautifully because we are asked to do more, be more, be perfect, be this, be a great daughter, be a great mom, be a great everything. And sometimes it just gets overwhelming. So the post that Christy had done that caught my attention was called Over It. She's just over it. And I related to everything she said. And because that post went viral, I contacted her and we then had conversations because Christy Quinn Marshall has an awful lot to say about life today as a young mom, as a daughter, as a sister, as I mean, just, just being is difficult. But I'd love to take the time first to say welcome, Christy, to our program. Well, hello. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Well, we're very glad we're, we're together today too, because I think that you hit so many notes that will resonate with our audience. But I wonder if you'd take a step back first and tell us a little bit about your background that caused you to start to write about what you think and how you came to have such a large following. Well, so I, first of all, was feeling alone and One thing that I do know is alone is a lie, and I know that to be a fact. But sometimes when you're overwhelmed and everything feels like it's just like there's not enough time in a day, I feel like you you might think it's only happening to you. And so I was searching for someone to say, me too, me too. And Mm -hmm. I had no idea that um, it was going to create, like, I thought my phone was going to break with how many people were sharing it and commenting, I was like, oh, my God, I'm not alone. Like, they're stressed out, too. And and not that I'm not full of joy, but they're still stressors. And I just got sick and tired of all of it, all the rules. And so I just wrote the post from the bottom of my heart. Well, and I I think many people relate. Um, I don't even know where to start because almost everything in your post, and and for those of you who haven't read this, um, we'll give you a taste of it, and then at the end of the show, we'll give you where to go find it and read it and and follow Christy on Facebook, and she's really very worthwhile to follow if you ever have felt alone or that there are so many rules in society that you're supposed to follow and you can't possibly follow them because then the rules change. So it's it's pretty amazing. So, Chrissy, when we talk about your post, let's just go straight to the post. It it was called Over It, and it was your response to the fact that you were told how to do this, how to do that, and all of the tasks and things that come with life because it's very, very busy if we're fortunate – 
how do we stay centered and, and how do you stay centered? Because we all feel this, but as you said, you were not alone. You found mm-hmm. other people who said, Oh, I, I get it. I feel you. And I think when you have children, especially the rules don't change. I mean, I am in a different generation than you are. And these rules were still there and they were maybe a tiny bit different. Now as a grandparent, I feel things a little differently, but they are still there. So let's just start. Your post begins with, I'm angry mm-hmm. <laughs> and go, go from there. Well, so, um, you, you asked me like, like, how do you, how do you, how do you do it? How do you deal with it? And I would love to kind of stay on that for a second. If you don't sure, mind, please. Because I, I truly do believe that I do the things that I'm supposed to do to not feel those stressors. Like, in other words, like I get up one hour before my children and I spend time with the Lord. I actually finish a hot cup of coffee. You know, people reheat it nine times. I actually get it finished and I spend time with the Lord and I work out and I move my body. So when mm-hmm. I greet my family, like I should have this like not overwhelming, but it doesn't matter. You're going <laughs> to, like, you're going to still feel overwhelmed. And, um, and so like, I guess I got angry at the, the thought of like, man, the one day that I decide to pour into, let's say, my business, and I'm over here, and my husband, he's over here, he needs my attention. And, the, you know, it's like it's like this balancing act that just feels so impossible sometimes. And mm-hmm. and I think that a lot of that can be personality. Like, I put a lot of pressure on myself to, to walk in some perfectionism that is just, like, false. Um, and But a lot of it is just really... Like the the rules, like, let's see, the one rule that cracked me up back when I was, my babies were real, real little, was I, I thought I had to make their baby food or I wasn't a good mom. I know. You know, like. <laughs> or cloth diapers because you don't want yeah. to hurt the environment. Right. And I found out quickly, I'm not that mom who makes baby food, but I am the mom who makes really awesome crafts and we get to play with slime. And a lot of moms don't let their kids play with slime. So like. That's true. I am. I, I just aren't, I'm not going to make the baby food, but we are going to make a mess. So, yeah. Well, it, but the, the rules can be so burdensome. And so you find yourself, if you live by the rules, you're not going to please anyone and you're not going to be who you were meant to be. Because part of what you're bringing up is, is exuberance. If we give in to all the rules, there's no real time for spontaneity or, or joy. Have you ever met someone who's, Usually a first baby, because by the second baby, you realize you can't do it all. Um, but the first baby oh, yeah. where you, you, you wake up and, and you will, you have a list of things you're going to do. You do not deviate from it. Period. End of story. And you drop into bed every night. And of course, then your plan goes awry because the baby doesn't stay asleep. And, and all your plans on making things a routine are not. Yeah. <laughs> I had a child who could sense when I just had to close my eyes during her nap and she would automatically wake up. I mean, I thought she had a camera on me is what we would think today, but not then. <laughs> yeah. I, I, well, and you know what? That's, that's, that's another thing. There are some people who sleep train. I'm a, I was a sleep train mom and ah. I had all three, of, I had all three of my kids sleeping 12 hours by 16 weeks. Good and, grief. Um, wow. And, but I, you know, what's funny is I was made fun of for it. 
Um, I was made fun of by family members, and I love my family members, and they might even hear this. Um, and But they were just like, oh, my God, you never can meet us for dinner because your kids have a 6 o'clock bedtime. And I just thought, you know what? This is healthy for me in this season to have a schedule and a routine. <laughs> and so we're going to be in bed at 6, or they are, and me and my mm-hmm. husband are going to have a life together. And we're going to watch a movie and have dinner. And this is a small season of my life. And you know what? I'm looking back now, and my oldest is 12 and my youngest is 7. And it was a small season of my life. And mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't judge anybody else for how they did it. Right. You know? And so I'm just sick of all the rules. Like, I wasn't right because of that, but I surely wasn't wrong either. There's so many ways to do it. That's the point, I think, is that there are so many ways to do it. And we happen to be in a pretty darn judgmental society. And there's so much comparison. And as you know, Facebook can be compare and despair. I think one of the things I loved about your Facebook page is that you're not trying to be perfect. You're not posting only a highlight reel, which is what most people do. But it's very authentic. And so I think that when you post these things that so many people relate to, it's very refreshing because you don't get to see that authenticity much at right. all. And so far as sleeping I, for eight hours a day, um, you know, that's a tough thing. That is what I want to hit on because you know what really, like, what really just, I think I was really angry that day in particular because I struggle with anxiety. And mm-hmm. um, when you have anxiety, Um, it can hit you at night and then interrupt your sleep. Right. And so there's all this pressure of getting eight hours of sleep. But I'm like, well, what about the person who has insomnia? What about the person who, like, like they don't need to feel that pressure when they're trying to lay down, and now they're starting to count backwards of how many hours they're going to get. Now it's (laughs) going to stress them out even more, and I'm just like, I'm over all of it. Like, literally, I cannot handle another rule because, like, you know, I'm, I'm getting up. Like I said, I'm, I, when I first started, you know, this, the, you know, my first like comment I made was like, I'm already getting up early and starting my day off right. Like I don't need right. to feel that I'm failing if I can't fall asleep. That's not even my fault. That's anxiety's fault, you know. So, um, I just wanted to, and I wanted to hit on that that day. I wanted to hit on everything for ten years that I'm sick and tired of. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that we also have to realize we're not perfect and that there are some things that have to give. There are days that you use paper plates because the dishwasher's full and you haven't emptied it yet. So, okay, it's okay to use paper plates. But then you get frowned upon by – I don't even need to go further. You just get frowned right. upon. Yep. And it's exhausting. So there are times that I think we have to make the choices that work for us at the moment in time because you don't do this every day and we can alter things, whether it's just a visit to someone's home. Um, but it is really hard. There is a lot of comparison and judgment and Talk a little bit about that. We have a break coming up in about yeah. a minute and a half, and if we don't get done, yeah. we'll finish it afterward. But talk about the judgment thing. So I think what um, someone said to me after reading my post, that it really, I, I, I honestly was like, why did this go over so well? What mm-hmm. was it? And my friend that I admire, respect, she's one of my mentors in life, she goes, you know what I think it was, Christy? She was like, you said something that really stuck out to me. She was like, you were talking about some people cry it out, some people have their kids cry it out, and some are co-sleepers, 
and whatever works for you. Like my post in itself was no judgment. My post in right. itself was was saying whether you stuck your baby in a crib and let them cry it out so that you could get a solid night of sleep because I did. You are a good mother, and that hit because we all are good mothers trying to be good mothers thinking that we're failing all the time. So that good mother needed to read that and go, oh, I'm not a bad mom after all because I let my kid cry for 20 minutes so that I could get a good There we week. go. You know what I'm saying? Chris, we have to go on a break. We'll be right back. Continue on with us. We will continue talking to Christy Quinn Marshall. We'll be right back. We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Tis the season to put on weight and get so busy you can't find time to work out. I want to encourage you not to gain weight and to make your daily exercise a priority. When the weather gets cold and you get extra busy, it's easy to forget to drink water. Water is an essential key to maintaining your weight and to avoid overeating. It fills you up and gives you the feeling of being full. When you feel full, it's hard to stuff yourself and overeat. Not only does it keep your body hydrated and functioning properly, it also makes your skin look better. Some physicians believe it will flush sickness for your body and make you feel better faster. So even though you may not feel like it, make a pledge to drink more water during this hectic holiday season. Give your body and your weight every advantage in a truly challenging but joyous time. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. Gifts make gladden girls, but they say subverted guys. That's what a recent study by Live Science says. Women respond with happy gratitude when they receive a present. But when a man unwraps a gift, he immediately feels a sense of obligation to the giver. Even those women who really don't like getting presents are pretty good at faking a smile. What do you call a person who fakes a smile? An exodesiast. According to psychologists, men tend to keep mental notes of what they got from whom and check it against their own generosity. Women, on the other hand, take gift-giving much less seriously. I guess ever since Eve gave Adam the apple, there's been trouble between sexes about gifts. Have you ever unwrapped a G-Food jet? That's another name for any gift you'd just rather put in the garbage. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back. We're continuing our discussion with Christy. You, we were talking on the break about the fact that, you know, there was no judgment in her post. And I love that. I'll give you a, a personal example. Um, my daughter decided to raise her children by Montessori method, which is very interesting because, well, I had sent them to early Montessori um, school when they were little I didn't realize there were certain things. So she wanted attachment parenting, and then this meant that instead of a crib, she never owned a crib. There was a single-bed mattress that was on the floor. Uh, pictures were all at eye level for a toddler when they began to walk. They stayed in their beds, despite the fact that there were no bars. You didn't have to worry about anybody falling out of bed. They rolled out of bed. They were on a carpet. 
and she got a lot of heat from certain family members for this. And I guess I was the only one that went, that is brilliant. Because all of you fell out of your cribs at one time or another, and that is very scary. And this way, they mind you. They're not in danger. And you get your sleep, and they get their sleep. And I thought it was marvelous. But even something like that garnered mm-hmm. a lot of criticism. Yeah, and you know what I think it is? Um, and I, I've just grown, and I don't know, I, I, the closer I got to 40, the more I just really started owning the beat of my own drum and going, Mm. you know what? Like I, I show up for life every day to be my best. And some days I'm not, I'm not, I didn't, I didn't achieve it, but, um, but I'm okay with what I put out into this world. And so I, I feel like when it comes to being so confident, it's like your daughter is super confident in the way she Mm -hmm. did it. She is. It probably didn't matter what anybody else thought. And like, and I think a lot of times if, if someone is insecure about how they're doing things, then the, like w- your daughter doing something different than me, I'm so secure in how I did it that I don't I don't feel threatened by it. I'm all I'm all inspired. I'm like, wow, I like her. I want to meet her. That sounds amazing. Or the woman who co-sleeps with their baby in the bed, same thing. I'm like, well, that's so cool. I bet that's so snugly. Like, who cares? You know what I mean? You know, she was confident in how she put it forward, but I do have to say when I was like, wow, that is brilliant, she was really happy to hear it because it goes back to what you've started with, being alone. So while she was confident and and knew how she wanted to raise her children, it still is awfully nice to know that you're not alone or that someone thought what you had done was innovative, creative, and smart. So. We all need that. So no matter how confident you are, it sure feels good. I'm sure it felt good to you when you got all of those likes and shares uh, on the post because it is hard sometimes being on our own and being authentic. I would like to move to my um, the, the point that I think has created more controversy when you talk to people and more defensiveness and more... It's not just the eating and cooking, but let's go to housekeeping because (laughs) I think that, you know, there are those who keep a meticulous house and there are those who, and I'm going to raise my hand here, the, um, the windowsills, if you put your white glove treatment on, you're going to find dust because while it's picked up and uncluttered and there's a vacuum that's run, I may not get to the dust and the ceiling fan. Do not start me on the ceiling fan because I just recently had to get on a ladder and clean off what was a season's worth of pollen and nonsense because I'm short. I'm five feet tall. And so I don't even look up at the ceiling fan. I'm not tall enough to look up at the ceiling fan. But it was really bad. Yeah. (laughs) And, And I kind of laughed as I did it because I thought, oh, I'm sure people saw this, but no one mentioned it. So housekeeping can be, it's Ooh, hard when you have one. play dates and it's hard when yep. you go visit someone else whose philosophy is different than yours. When my um, family visits, frankly, they explode all over the house. Mm-hmm. Explode. But so what? I'll clean it up when they're gone. But I do know people who are not that way. Well, and I will, I, I'm super excited that you want to talk about this because, um, <laughs> because I tended to, to be a little if I can be honest with you, judgmental towards 
people whose houses are so perfect that it looks unreal. And only because probably deep down, I just don't have that in me. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I'm like, are, do you do anything else but clean? Like, do you ever <laughs> do anything? No, I'm just kidding. I'm really not judgmental. But one thing I cannot stand is when I walk into someone's house who is so clean and they apologize for a small mess that's somewhere. That drives me crazy. So if you do uh. that, stop doing that. Stop doing that because <laughs> because that's not necessary. You know your house is clean. But um, this is how I clean. Ready? You're going to love it. So I shut okay. the laundry room door. That means I don't see it. So whatever. I do it whenever we run out of underwear. Um, and let's see. That's how I clean clothes. And um, now I, if you saw my house, it's not like Slobville. But I have a 7, 9, and 12-year-old. And mm-hmm. the chores are divvied out. And it is cleaned by a 7, 9, and 12-year-old. And the right. mama comes in and manages. And obviously, I clean. Um, and every two weeks, I do have someone come in for the deep cleaning. And um, But in it, between, like, those two weeks, my children are responsible for their chores. And they get um, $5 a week a piece, And they have to save $2. They have to um, spend. They can spend $2. And they have to give $1. Um, so I'm teaching them lessons, and right. the more responsibility I give them, the more the better they get at making their bed, the better they get at that. So our house is always clean on a 7- to 12-year-old level, and if that ain't good enough for you, then don't come over. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you put that really well because I think that there are times, too, I'll give you a summer as as an example. You're outdoors most of the time. So when you come indoors after a wonderful day, it is not the first thing on your mind that you're going to go vacuum or clean the toilets. Uh, you may wipe the kitchen counter, um, but Mm-mm. sometimes certain things I relegate to winter tasks, cleaning drawers out. Um, I don't know. The, I, the heavy dusting gets done maybe two, three times a year, I'm ashamed to say. But it's the, way, it's the way it goes because I would rather enjoy the time that I have with my family than I would having yes. a pristine house. And I, I guess it's a matter of priorities for everyone. And so if a, a pristine house makes you feel accomplished, by all means, go for it. Well, and, 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 and it's up to you. It's I'm not going to yeah. judge you for what you do. And, and I laugh because I you know, try to teach both my children to make their beds so that they'd have one thing accomplished before they left their bedrooms every morning. I was successful with one of two. Fifty <laughs> percent. I'm proud of you. Yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. Well, it's it's no longer my issue, but but it is it is pretty interesting. So we're all different, yeah. and I accept and that. You know, you know, when it comes to like the house, like I. I will say that, like, I do need my house to be in, in order, like, I, I, in order for my brain chemistry to feel, huh. So, like, there's still an order to it, but it's just not meticulous. And people whose houses are meticulous, I honestly, I think it helps them thrive through their day, and that's good, too, you know? Agreed. It's funny. We, we had this discussion, my daughter and I, just recently, and she mentioned something about, you know, everybody does the best they can. I said, it's true. I said, but I was raised by a father who was a sailor. Uh, we, we grew up on the Chesapeake Bay, you know, and, and a boat has to be kept neat. And so his favorite saying was a ship shaped ship is a happy ship. So at yep, least true. the, well, but it was for safety reasons because that meant 
that if you needed to find something, you could. So I would say that my house is like a ship-shaped ship because I can put my hands on everything. I already told you about the dust. If And if it's on the top of the refrigerator or way high, I won't see it because I'm not that tall. And I'll just figure that out when I need to. But <laughs> it is I, – I also live by another rule, which is OHIO, the initials for an acronym. Only handle it once. So it's funny as I watch the children and, and now my grandchildren – if you just take off your sweater and put it back in the drawer where it belongs or in the laundry where it belongs and you do it and you put your shoes away right at the time, it's amazing how you don't have to housekeep on a huge level so that it takes up your Saturday. So I Ohio, I, I offer that out. <laughs> and a ship, ship, ship is a happy ship. It just means you, you can get your hands on things when you need to. So you do not have that anxiety of, I can't get out the door because I have no idea where my keys are. Yep. Yep. That's, that's exactly, that's exactly how I am, girl. I think we are one and the same for sure. I think most of us are. I think we do the best we can and, you know, off we go. And you, and you learn your lessons when you can't find the keys and mm-hmm. you can't find the soccer cleat. You can find one, but not the other. Well, and, you know, I find my keys at least twice a year in my refrigerator. So. <laughs> if I'm going to be honest with you, that if I'm coming in with my hands loaded with groceries and I throw something in the fridge, the keys just kind of accidentally go in there with it. <laughs> well, it makes sense, but I, we always laugh because we said, you know, I, if if your soccer shin guards, you know, aren't together, you're going to end up with one one day, and you're going to have to sure. borrow one when they call you it to go out on the field because you know, we're, we're not going to buy doubles just so that you can not take care of what you have. And I think that's something to to be careful of too. I, I know families that will buy two and three sets of things so that they don't have to worry about it. And good for them. If that's what they want to do and have the means, go ahead. But mm-hmm. I, I would rather they, they you know, uh, what is it? Velcroed them together. Um, if the socks were dirty, it just made a stench in the car on the way back. But we um, we made it through. And they had their uniforms where they needed them. So there's just a little bit of planning, and everybody does it their own way. I know people have drawers or baskets or, you know, different means of keeping things organized. But yeah, anything to hold down the anxiety, yes? Mm-hmm. We have a sport basket. Whatever sport they're in, that's the, the we call it the sport basket. Like, go get your shin guards and out of your sport basket, and that's just what we do. Absolutely. We do the same thing. And then I, I got smarter about keeping snacks in the car, water bottles filled, and everybody has their own backpack and is responsible for that. So it was a good way to, to make things happen. But I like the way that you're starting your children on chores early. I, I did too. And I, and my daughter is as well. And it's, it's kind of nice to watch when things are picked up, not picked up as a cleaning measure, but when things are caught not taught, which I really love. I, I think that they children are very observant and it's yes. lovely. It's lovely to watch. So we're going on a second break and we will be back to have a further conversation with Christy Quinn Marshall. Don't go away. We're Wise Health for Women Radio and we'll return after these short messages.
was growing up in Wisconsin, no matter how frigid it was outside, my Uncle Bob never seemed to get cold. He would come in from the snow wearing a t-shirt and remark how fresh it was outside. Then again, folks from Wisconsin are a pretty hardy bunch. As America's official dairy state, the cows have been known to give ice cream instead of milk when the temperatures drop. What's a word for a giant snowball that is formed by rolling a smaller one through a field of snow? Hog-a-ma-dog. Megla is an old Scots word meaning to trudge laboriously through the snow. And mufflements is an old Lancashire word for thick, warm, insulating clothes and gloves. Don't forget that you shouldn't try and send text messages if you're standing out in the cold. It can lead to typothermia. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Oh, the benefits of fiber. A high-fiber diet can lower your blood cholesterol levels, normalize your digestive function, and improve control of your blood sugar levels. It can even help you lose weight by giving you a feeling of fullness longer. So consequently, you don't eat as much. According to Livestrong, the University of Illinois says that we should be consuming 25 to 35 grams of fiber every day. The Journal of the American Diabetic Association found that a diet consisting of whole grain oat cereal, which is high in fiber, decreased LDL levels, which is the bad cholesterol, by almost 8% among overweight adults. So load up on cereal, grains, fruit, and vegetables and increase your fiber intake. I'm Annette Hammond. For more fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. Welcome back. I think one of the things that um, impressed me about Christy and other people that I really enjoy reading or friends that I have is when they make a mistake or their kids make a mistake, they don't get all crazy about it. They either fix it, they help if they can, or they'll just say, you know, let's avoid this in the future and we'll just chalk this up to a lesson. You know, sometimes you win, sometimes you learn in addition to grace, because I think if we don't apply grace to those moments that we've either lost our cool or about to lose our cool, it's hard because it's going to happen. And so I want to lead that into, we do so much for our children. We do so much for everyone else, but sometimes we don't prioritize both ourselves, and we'll get to that in the fourth segment, but our marriages, our partnerships, those are very important to nurture too. So as you prioritize, you have to shift. You have to task yeah. shift. You, I, I'm a person that doesn't believe in multitasking. I think that just means you do everything less well. But sometimes we have to task shift. And I think our partners deserve attention from us as well. I agree with you. And I've always said I don't believe in balance. So I agree with right. you. I, I believe that when I'm working my business, I'm 100%. When I'm with my husband, I'm 100%. My phone is mm-hmm. away. I'm, when I'm in mom mode, I'm 100%. I'm, they're not, I'm not distracted by my telephone and my all the things. And so I'm with you. I, I don't believe that you can do it well um, unless you're 100% in where you're at. Now, that doesn't mean I get it perfect. Please know that. But it's, it's definitely um, – marriage is definitely an ebb and flow. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know who's listening, but you, we are, there's so many different seasons in a marriage um, from the newlywed stage where it's like, I don't think anything will ever get us down, right? Like, we will never not be madly in love. Then it goes to adding a child, adding a second child. And then for us, we added a third child. And I think at that point was when I really struggled to be um, a 100% wife. Mm -hmm. I became a 100% mom. Mm -hmm. And I was tired, and I was nursing or pregnant for seven solid years. Um, Pregnant or nursing for seven solid years of my body. My body was being used up, you know, Mm -hmm. like... True. To to give life and, and feed life and bring life and all this stuff. And so I think that my my marriage took a back seat for a lot of reasons. And it wasn't just my fault, but I can claim my fault. But, you know, on his end, he wasn't the most helpful human being. And so I had some bitterness and resentment. And, and so then it just put him further on his, you know, my shelf. And then mm-hmm. he got bitter and resented me. And there's this moment where we looked at each other and we were like, let's fight for each other and let's really Mm -hmm. truly put each other first. And so my husband and I have been together for 15 years and we go to marriage counseling once a month and we really truly believe in um, falling back in love as many times as it takes. And I am such an advocate for marriage because there is no one that's easy to live with all the time. Marriage really True. is supposed to marriage is supposed to be hard and if people don't know that, they're gonna get discouraged and defeated, but it's worth fighting for. And so we're at a place right now where I just feel in love with him. Um, I'm visiting my mom right now for her seventy second mm-hmm. birthday and I actually miss my husband and I've only been gone for one day. Um and that, that says good. a lot. That says a lot yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. And, and there's been seasons where I'm like, dude, I don't even like think I like him anymore. Like <laughs> fantasized, fantasized about maybe not being with him anymore. Like really being real with you. That's that's. I mean, mm-hmm. to see us go from there to here, it's just it's beautiful and it's worth it. And and yeah. Well, I like that you said fighting for each other and falling in love again and again because I think it's important. You said, and I agree with you that. Marriage is work. It takes work. It takes intentionality. I have a friend who said, no, no, marriage is, should be the easiest relationship that you have. And I said, I, I'm surprised you say that because something that means so much means it needs attention and, and watering and um, fertilizer and, and constant, I, if not constant, I not- consistent stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. I could not disagree more with that comment that she made. Not no offense. It's just I feel like even with raising good kids, that is one of the hardest jobs in the whole world. Parenting does that make that I bad? Agree. No, no. But like to do it well, Oprah Winfrey said years ago. I was watching one of her shows, and she was like, "I'm not a mom, and I know that I don't want to be a mom." She was like, "But it is the single hardest job in the world." And then she stopped for a second, and she goes, "If." You do it well. And that really, now uh. this, was before I was, this was before I was a mother. And mm-hmm. I will never forget my biggest takeaway. I looked at my husband later on that night and I said, I don't know what it means, but I want to do that job well when we become parents. Mm-hmm. And I just, because I thought, 
And, and boy, was she right. It is so much easier to not do it well, to let them have their phone, let them let, and Ugh. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to be a mom who does it well. And that same goes for marriage. If you want a good marriage, it, it's going to be a hard job. And that's so worth it. It's such a reward. Well, the funnier thing is it was a man who said this. It wasn't a woman. Oh, it was male. Okay. It was a guy. And he said, no, it's supposed to be the easiest relationship. And I, I was surprised by that because I don't, I think if you have expectations that things, relationships, friendships or otherwise are easy, then yeah. you're setting that up to fall off a pedestal somewhere in my, in my I, view. This is my opinion only. And I, and I think that I've lived long enough and known enough people that we all have foibles. We all get tired. Um, we do our best. If we're smart, we know how to say we're sorry. We don't put up walls and yep. we forgive to avoid the resentment and the bitterness. But I don't for one second think that marriage is easy or relationships, even friendships. Friendships can fall by the wayside when you're busy parenting and marriaging and yeah. Then you don't nurture your friendships. And so there's seasons, as you said, and your friends change over time, but it surely is not easy to be present for everyone. I had to explain that to my granddaughter, um, this, uh, recently. She's seven and, and she said, what do you mean present? And I said, well, not looking at a phone, not looking at a screen, not reading a book when you talk to someone, looking them in the eye, really yeah. listening, present. She goes, huh. And I said, another word for present is a gift. So when you give someone presents and pay attention to them, you're giving them a gift and a blessing. Yeah. And her eyes got really big. And I thought, I bet she remembers that. I could be wrong. She could have been thinking Nana was cuckoo. No. But <laughs> we'll forget. see. You never know. You never know. And no. I believe that I believe that like you you lead by example in those areas. So right. like my kids aren't allowed to have electronics at the dinner table or any table ever. Mm -hmm. No matter where we go. If we're eating and we're gathering and we're fellowshipping, you guys put your phones down. Um and and it's now and it's and it's like I don't just expect them to I don't have mine either. So when my husband and I are out and eating or whatever, like they're not, that's just a, that's just a family rule. And I think that is a bigger lesson for them is to just experience like, this is just what we don't do. You know, we don't, right. we, we are gathering and we're fellowshipping. And, um, so, and I'm, I'm an electronic Nazi anyway. I'm not going to lie. Like my kids have very, very limited electronics on school nights, on the weekends, sure. a little bit more. It's a little bit more on the weekends. I am, you know, I'm a little more relaxed, but, um, I'm a Nazi in that area. Well, I was that way as well, and it it didn't seem to have harmed them. I do think that today's children learn how to swipe a phone and put the passcode in at the age of two. Um, it's yes, it's the way of the world at this point, but it's it yes, limiting things, actually limiting all things. My mother did it right. She said, you know, all things in moderation, which yeah. goes back eons, and it. It was very helpful for, for many things. So whether it's sleep, whether it's activities, whether it's, I mean, look at the overscheduling that happens with children these days. It is, it, you've got three children. 
they can each have three sports if if you are there. They can have music. They can have yes. – anyway, you know the whole drill. Everybody can be so overscheduled that moms are run ragged. And so that's another area where kind of setting priorities mm-hmm. is helpful. Oh, and it's really – what's really helpful – like, I'm sorry, but you've been playing soccer for three years. You're not good at it. You're not signing up anymore. I don't have to tell my kids that they're not good at it, but I can know that that's not your thing <laughs> and just not <laughs> sign you up for it anymore. <laughs> and do you sign up something else in its place? Yeah. So what my kids are, um, they're, they're just all active. My son is in cross country and jujitsu. Um, and my daughters are both in basketball and soccer. Um, and mm-hmm. they are, all of them are just average at what they do, so they're not. There's nothing that I'm like, oh, you guys don't need to do that. But I really like think they need to be active, and um, I love people, so I love practices. I love getting, you know, sitting beside one of my mom friends at six <laughs> o'clock at night, and so like that. This season of my life, I've chose to find the joy in it. Because it is hard, and we are, like, constantly on the go. But I've learned, like, so many life hacks. Like, I have 10-minute healthy meals that I prepare. Um, you know, like, like, if you go online and follow me, like, I share all that stuff as well. Um, because it's important that we don't um, fly through, you know, a McDonald's every single night. Now, listen, I'm all about getting them a happy meal. Matter of fact, I'm out of town, and my husband is getting them a happy meal tonight. Um, and they're super excited about it. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there's anything <laughs> wrong with that. <laughs> but, um, but for the most part, like I'm, I'm all in where, whatever season I'm in, I go all in. Well, and I think that that is going to be very apparent to your children and you will reap the benefits of that someday. Because if we are all in and if we are focused at the right times as much as possible, we've all gone out to dinner and seen all four people at the table looking at their phones instead of engaging and i find that so sad and so yeah. i think if if we are doing what we can do and we're holding down the phones and the electronics that's the equivalent of you know presence time with each one well you know listen we set the normal like we we do we got to go on a break christy hold okay. that thought and we will be right back we will be back with christy quinn marshall after this message and it's our last break of the show so we have more to come don't go away we'll be right back we're wise health for women radio and we'll return after these short messages By the time this show is over, you'll blink at least 30 times. The average person normally blinks about 20 times per minute or 17,000 times a day. A faster rate usually indicates anxiety or emotional stress. What's the word for someone who blinks a lot? A squint of FIGO. FBI agents have identified a specific type of blink that they directly associate with gamma staying. That's a person who tends toward deception and fraud. Attorneys, also known as pedophoggers, look for blinking when they have people on the stand. The eyelash flutter means they really do not like the question at all. Women blink more than men, but when a man blinks at a woman, he always appreciates a wink back. What's another word for flirting? Hazelku. It's marching day. I'm 
Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Even though the numbers are a little better, our country is still in crisis when it comes to childhood obesity. The numbers of overweight and obese children are staggering. It's time to get serious about conquering childhood obesity and really obesity in general. There are so many reasons why weight has a significant impact on the medical, emotional, and social health of people of any age. But many people do not know that if you are obese with a body mass index over 40, you have a 50% greater risk of death from cancer than those of normal weight. Obesity is associated with 20% of cancer deaths in women and 14% of cancer deaths in men. Let's get serious about exercise and healthy eating and obliterate obesity. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Visit our Facebook fan page at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Welcome back. We are going to talk about that which falls to the bottom of the list, which is self-care. And I was telling Christy on the break, I work with uh, the caregivers of our wounded, ill, and injured in the military. And maybe 10 years ago, if you said self-care, people thought you meant, oh, candles, a bubble bath, um, quiet. Well, the reality was... You were getting text messages on your phone. The door was being banged down because now suddenly everybody in the household needed you. And you didn't have any self-care. And it has the pendulum has swung. So the people understand self-care may be a walk with the dog by yourself. It may be just sitting on the stoop with your feet in the grass. It can be something super simple as seizing a moment of gratitude with the sunshine on your face. And I'm emphasizing the outdoors because I think that we tend to be so busy, we're caught indoors too many times. But there are things that you can seize the moment. And if everybody says they're too busy, no, they're not. You can sit in place in the carpool line and breathe in and out for two minutes. And it's your two minutes. So we have to seize our own. And self-care is vitally important. Christy, take it away. Uh, yeah, so this is definitely um, my favorite topic so far because I'm the most passionate about um I call myself a virtual hype girl. Um, I, what that means is I hype people up to live their best life. And I do that by living my best life. And um, with that comes lots of uh, ups and downs and failures along the way. But here's one thing that I have right. I have it right, and I swear by it. I read this book called The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod two mm-hmm. years ago, mm-hmm. and it single-handedly changed my life to the, to the point that I, um, I am a online health and fitness coach, and I help people with, like, workout programs and meal plans. My most important thing that I can – because nobody is going to get a workout in. No one's going to find time <laughs> to be like – if they don't get up an hour early, because I already know that my nephew doesn't even have children, and he doesn't right. even have time. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, there's too many times for excuses. There is. And so, like, if you can wake up, I don't care. If you already have to be at work at 6, well, what if you got up at 4.45 and gave 5 to 10 minutes 
to the Lord, a devotion, whatever you, whatever your jam is, meditation, and then 20, 30 minute workout, get some movement in your bones. So you got, you can give me 30 minutes. I can condense that miracle morning to 30 minutes. That is my meal ticket to living my best life. Every single person that Mm -hmm. actually does what I tell them, they literally tell me, Linda, to help me God, they'll be like, Christy, my life has changed. Thank you so much for, for like teaching me this morning routine and getting me moving. I just, my, everything's different. I'm a happier mother. My, I feel sexier for my husband. I'm telling you, I know that what I'm saying works, but just like anything else, it's not easy. It's easier to stay in bed under the warm covers. So you just have to draw a line in the sand and go, I'm important every single day. But see, I think you do something else that you didn't identify. I think you give them permission to do this. I think people think that I better get my sleep. I only got four hours of sleep last night. I personally have covered up the clock in my bedroom. I do not want to see that it is 2.32 that I just woke up. That's and, smart. And, and that helped me. Um, but I think you're giving people permission to say, Okay, it's all right if I take some time for myself. It's okay if I get up early. And, and you know, the balance between losing that little bit of sleep but starting the day right. I don't know about you, but when we started our day right, when my children were younger, the day went well. When we started our day in chaos, it somehow stayed disrupted and agitated the entire day. And so I would rather start my day with calm and Presence. And, and I'm back to the word intentional because I think it's really important. You have to make intentional choices. And if getting up early and exercising isn't your thing, then get out of your desk mode at noon and take a walk. You, in other words, take what Christy's telling you or other people telling you or what you're telling yourself and make it work for you. But, but do take time. For yourself, whatever that is that makes you happy. It's, it's funny because I think pets are essential. I think you, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Amen, something that sister. you can talk to them and they'll never tell on you and it, there's no HIPAA violation and you really can yeah. just be yourself and, and there's just unconditional love. So I mean, I mean, it can be different things for different people, but give yourself permission. And I think Christy, you, when you're coaching, are giving people permission to change up what they're doing. Because if someone else says, well, why are you doing that? Because a lot of people are naysayers because they wish they could do That's what exactly right. is well, done. So now you can say, well, I, I, this isn't my idea. This is Christie's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and, and I, I hold people accountable. So in other words, like you can't just tell me I want you to show up. And so I have private, I have private like exclusive groups that I run on Facebook that, um, People have to show up and I have fun prizes and games and like I make it, I make it worth their time. But you know what? I have, I watch people sacrifice their nighttime to get up earlier. So they won't stay up till midnight or 11 o'clock. They'll go to bed around 9.30 or 10. And that's, I think the, that's where, that's where people now they just start giving themselves a little, that hour in the morning. You know what I like about my morning? My husband's not, my husband's not awake. My children aren't awake. It's quiet. Nobody needs me. Nobody needs me, um, you know, like... It, nobody... it starts your day right. Yeah. It really centered. does. I guess that's the word I keep coming back to or use, is that it centers you for the day, and, and you're your best self at that point. Yeah, 
I, 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 I open up my um, devotional app and I, I, I take some of the word in and that coffee has never tasted so good when there's <laughs> nobody around you. You know what I mean? Um, well, I walk and first I, and then do that. So, it, you know, it doesn't matter what order or no, how, when you do it, just that make time for yourself because it, it really does make a big difference in how you mentally view things. Yes, it does. Yes, it does, Linda. What other self-care tips do you provide? Um, so I'm, uh, I'm, I really believe that, um, you should eat like a queen or a king. Um, and, um, what, and that, and that also means saying yes to donuts and pizza, but like, I really feed myself well, um, nutritionally. And I teach like, you know, I teach nutrition and, um, I am a nutrition mentor and I believe wholeheartedly in, um, in, in what goes in is going to um, communicate to your brain, and you are going to have a more peaceful day. And um, I, But I also think it's very necessary to go enjoy an eating opportunity, and so I teach that balance. I do believe in balance when it comes to that. I think you cannot just, you know, never enjoy anything. But sometimes self-care is a great salad. Chopping vegetables is a good therapy for me. I love to put some, like, worship music on and get some veggies chopped. So that's, like, you can find so many ways, like you were given a lot of examples, like um, taking a walk, a deep breath in the car rider line, like, yeah, like all of that. But like being, and you use the word intentional, like you were hitting the nail on the head with all of it, Linda. Well, thank you. You know, it's funny you mentioned cooking because I think that cooking can be a moving meditation, especially mm-hmm. if you're doing with it with someone else or your children, or if just someone is in the kitchen and There's just a camaraderie that can come from creating a meal together as well as alone. So self-care can be by yourself and it can be also in concert with other people. And I use that word intentionally. Yes. I think that. Sorry, Linda. You okay? Um, Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I I think you were on mute for a second. Sorry. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to make a comment about that because I'm sure many people have wanted to put me on mute before. But the, I, I laugh because I think also self-care can come down to something so simple as, you know, a ritual at night where you wash your face, you brush your teeth, you, you create a, a, a small ritual that says, I'm going to put this wonderful soap on my face. I'm going to use this wonderful cream. Um, it's something so small, yeah. but I find that the littlest things in life can make me super happy. Um, I don't know. I got a box of office supplies the other day, and out of a whim, I bought purple paper clips. Now, how silly is that? But I wanted them, and it was so Absolutely. small, and it was just something that delighted me. So you don't need to spend a great deal of money. You don't need to spend a great deal of time. But something small will, and so every time I use one, I'm happy now. Yeah, and, and <laughs> so never, silly. And never, never underestimate the power of a random small act of kindness. Like, yes, wow, when you take the focus off yourself and onto somebody else, I live for that. I do. It is so cool, so cool how it makes you feel, um, and how it makes them feel, and it's just a mm-hmm. really, really, a really awesome. Um, tool for self-care as well. Absolutely. Now, I want to make sure our listeners know where they can find you. And so you're on Instagram at Christy, C-H-R-I-S-T-Y, underscore, underscore, Marshall, 
two underscores. So Christy underscore underscore Marshall, M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L, as you would expect. And on Facebook, you're on it, Christy Quinn Marshall. And I highly recommend both of those because her exuberance comes through. And I defy you not to smile at some of the things that she posts and pictures and She's not perfect, and it's so delightful and refreshing to see that. Tell us anything we've left out, Christy. You've got about a minute and well, a half. Oh, man, I just – I really hope you guys um, come find me. Um, I, I'm, I, I fun my life up, and I keep it real, and I struggle, and I um, – I just want to be relatable. I think that's my number one goal is just to be relatable to people um, in a world where there are so many rules. And um, I just really enjoyed being um, part of this show. And I can't wait to listen to more of you, Linda. <laughs> it's, well, you're very kind. But I think talking to people who have lived it are talking about it and are sharing it with other people is truly a gift. Because sometimes people don't have time to get to a therapist. They don't have the money. They don't have the will. But there are so many people who can help you out there if you just open up your eyes and your hearts and are open to realizing you are not alone. That is a myth. And there are people out here just like you, struggling the same way you are. But please also search for the joy. Search for the good. And remember that the smallest things in life can give you delight. Thank you for listening today. Thank you, Christy. And listen to us next week. We'll be back with more guests and topics because we need to help women thrive. And we thrive better together. Thank you for listening today. Thanks, Christy. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in today. You can find more shows at wisehealthforwomenradio.com.